Welcome to Outside the Blocks, a puzzle podcast. I am Emma Oxford. And I am Will Fidnow. And this is our podcast where we talk about meta crosswords and other fun puzzle types. It is indeed. Welcome in, if this is your first time listening. Yeah, we're back for episode two. If it's your second time listening, congratulations for being a long-time listener. And by long time, I mean a month. (laughs) Yes, you've been with us since the beginning, and we appreciate that. This episode, we thought we would, instead of doing what we did last time, so if you listen to our last episode, you know, we we went through two different metas. Uh, We walked each other through recent meta puzzles and then talked about them. And this time, we're just going to look at one puzzle that Will was involved in constructing. So... And I will obviously put a link to this in the episode description, but we are looking at a meta called Don't Overthink It, which was written by many members of the famous Muggles Forum, which I will also put a link to in the description. And this was the Muggle Meta Monday puzzle for September 19th, 2022. And if you don't know what that is, uh, it's a weekly meta contest hosted over at that forum. This time it was a group effort by many different muggles. Hi listeners, future Emma here again. Remember me? I'm realizing once again that past Emma and Will forgot to do something, and this time it was kind of important, so I thought we would take a minute to actually go over the full solution of the meta before we got into an in-depth conversation about it. So if you have not solved it yet and you want to, uh, go take a look at the link in the description. Uh, If you have solved it and have perhaps forgotten it, uh, just to jog your memory. So again, the title of this meta was Don't Overthink It. There were three long theme answers. At 18 Across, we have Rod Stewart, which was clued as singer who tried to wake up Maggie May. At 38 Across, we have Aerospace Museum, which was clued as wing joint, question mark. And at 59 Across, we have Mulled Wine, which was clued as it's not grog, but it is glug. And those three long answers each contain within them a four-letter word that is a synonym for the word think. So in Rod Stewart, we have stew. In Aerospace Museum, we have muse. In mulled wine, we have mull. And then, since the title is Don't Overthink It, we look underneath those synonyms for the word think. And underneath S-T-E-U, we find the letters A-U-G-U. Underneath the letters M-U-S-E, we find S-T-E-R. And then underneath M-U-L-L, we find O-D-I-N. So putting those strings of letters together, we get Auguste Rodin, who was the meta answer. I probably should have started out with the meta prompt, but the prompt was the meta answer is a person. So this fits that nicely. So uh, I thought we would spend this episode, maybe Will can talk about the construction process and how that came about, because you were responsible for the the fill for this puzzle. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, I don't remember exactly how this idea started, but um, <laughs> a bunch of the muggles and I logged on to one of our Tuesday evening Zoom sessions. Um, if you're a member of the Muggles Forum and by that, I mean, if you have an account on the Expert Muggles Forum, you can join our Tuesday evening 
um, Zoom meetings. There's they're 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we just talk about the week's puzzles. And on this uh, given week, I can't remember exactly what puzzle we were talking about when someone, uh, I think somebody had given the clue, don't overthink it to somebody else who was working on a different puzzle. Um, and I think I, this is embarrassing that I don't remember all the details. It was a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but then somebody else said that that would make a great idea for a meta. And so we started out, we, we wanted a couple of synonyms of the word think. And so uh, a couple of people in the Zoom threw out a couple of different synonyms in the chat. And, and then the ones we settled on were stew, muse, and mull. And then we were looking for longer words that could conceal our synonyms of think. And then we were gonna put um, the letters you needed directly above uh, those synonyms of think. So we played around with a couple of different ideas. Um, and hold on, I actually think I have the original one. Yeah, okay, so the original one there, the three long theme entries were Stewardess, Amuse Bouche, and Pete Muller. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Pete Muller is another meta crossword constructor. And so his last name nicely conceals the synonym mull. Um, and then, of course, Muse is in Amuse Bouche, and um, Stew is at the beginning of Stewardess. And then, so directly above those synonyms, we were going to put um, the answer, who is. Uh, uh, August wrote in. So anyway, so the, it started, this is all to say, it started with those, um, uh, the answer being above the synonyms. And then somebody, I think it was Bob, threw out in the Zoom room that if the title is don't overthink it, then we should move it under the synonyms because you don't want to go over. Um, so that's when we switched to the final configuration that you'll see in the puzzle. And so in that version, we have the same Synonyms. So we have stew, muse, and mole, but this time they're um, concealed by Rod Stewart, who has stew in there. Aerospace Museum has muse in it, and mold wine has mole in it. And then we moved um, all of those uh, those same entries that concealed um, the meta answer below those synonyms. So uh, I will say Peter Abide, who um, his crosshair is the one, is the account that you can find this puzzle on. He had a much more entertaining set of theme answers originally, and I just couldn't get it to play nicely with um, the meta answer. The problem with a theme like this is that your meta answer has to go in the row directly adjacent to, uh, you know, your long theme entries. And so that makes finding clean fill for this sort of stuff pretty difficult. So I played around with a little more and I ended up changing his theme entries to the ones you see there, but uh, I will give credit to Peter that he had a much more amusing set of things that ended up uh, by the wayside in the process. So um, I, I filled the grid and then all of the other muggles split up uh, different entries that they wrote clues for. And so that you'll see lots of entertaining and wonderful clues in there and clues written in lots of different styles too, which I think is really cool. Normally you get one or two constructor styles. This one had I don't know, probably close to 10 different people writing clues for it. So yeah, kind of a fun group effort uh, and something that just kind of happened on the spot uh, one fateful Tuesday evening and then grew into a pretty fun uh, Monday 
what is Muggle Meta Monday? What is that? Yes, Muggle what is Meta Monday. Okay, got it. Cool. Got it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we can shout out the the people who were involved because I have it listed right here. So, um, the cat herder, uh, is as he is credited in the Muggle mm -hmm. forum, mm -hmm. is Peter Abide. Is Abide how you uh, pronounce his last name? I think it's Abide. Yeah. The word is I think... Abide. Yeah, like it's right. a word in English pronounced abide, but I've never actually heard it pronounced because I only know these people online and not IRL, as they say. Isn't that anyway. interesting how how there are several people that I've interacted with online who I don't know how to pronounce their names? <laughs> yes. But that's, I guess, how life goes. Well, Peter is a longtime listener of the podcast. So Peter, write in and tell us how you say your name. Longtime listener, which is to say we, we know he listened to the first episode. Thank you. We Peter. do. We do. And we are assuming he will <laughs> listen to this. And if he doesn't, we'll tell him to listen to it and get back to us. Um, anyway, so Peter uh, organized this whole thing. Will did the fill. Uh, there were three editors, Mark Wojcik, Bird Lives, or Bird Lives, another one that I don't know how that word is meant to be pronounced, and Dr. Tom. And then the Clue crew uh, were uh, Brenner, TJ, H.C. Berker, A.J.K., Ship for You, Guffman, Barbara K., Allison, Reb, Joe Ross, K.W., and Wendy Walker. And those are obviously... Uh, their usernames on the muggles forum not their real names in most cases um okay. so great job to everybody that's i've i have not heard of a meta being constructed that way before because it's quite hard to do as the title cat herder might imply it is sometimes difficult to make something like that come together but it came together really well and it's a really cute puzzle i i liked um solving it and yeah it's a very apt title i also like uh for people who don't know uh Rodin is the sculptor who sculpted the um, the thinker is one mm. of his most famous pieces. So it's an apt uh, answer for a puzzle whose title is "Don't Overthink It." I meant to say that, which is always cute to to have that in there. But like you say, this um, what really I think is impressive about this puzzle and possibly all the people involved in constructing it, even if they haven't been crossword constructors before realize this uh but i don't know if other people do this is one of those puzzles that is very sort of simple to solve and once you see the mechanism it's very simple to find right the letters a u g u are hidden underneath the word stew s t e r is hidden under muse and o d i n is hidden under mull and you put all those words together and they spell um auguste rodin and it's just very simple. It's very clean. It's very easy to see. And it is really, really hard to construct. <laughs> it is because it's so constraining to have not just long theme answers, but also letters that have to go directly under those theme answers. Because not not only does that you know constrain the crosses, but it also constrains where you can put the black squares in the grid because you need you know the word that is included in the long theme answer so for example stew in rod stewart you need stew to be in a position such that there are no black squares underneath it and then you need the same thing to be true for the other two theme answers and every constraint you put in adds a symmetric constraint a 180 symmetric constraint on the other side of the puzzle and they just add up and it is really hard to to make this work so um i'm always impressed by by puzzles like this because I think sometimes the simplicity of solving it belies how difficult it is to construct. Thank you. I'll I'll take that as a compliment. I <laughs> I, <laughs> I it is. it's very it's really yeah, I'm impressed. 
I certainly struggled. Yeah, I came into that exact problem is that um so uh this is gonna be hard to explain over audio so for our listeners i'm sorry that i can't show you pictures but so with rod stewart right below the s-t-e-w you have a-u-g-u yeah and then at the other end the symmetric answer to to rod stewart is mold wine mm-hmm. um and under the mole is o-d-i-n but uh just to like elaborate on that problem what is under the stew in Stewart becomes over the uh, over the L E D W in mold wine. So what was the under becomes the over, which becomes really tricky to get those black squares in there. And yeah. you explained that much better than I did. But yes, it was a challenge. And in retrospect, um, a different type of symmetry may have made this easier to construct. Yeah. I also think, so you, I said the, um, you, you came up with the long themers first and then fit other things in around it. And I guess one other way to construct it would be to just put in the letters that are relevant for the meta, not the whole word, and then find words that fit. You know what I mean? So you could have mm-hmm. just put stew right. in that position mm-hmm. and mull and et cetera, and filled in the letters below it. And then you know, used a word list to see, okay, what, uh, what phrases include stew in that space in the word? Yeah. So that's actually, that's exactly how I did it. Okay. Um, because so I, like I said, I started with Peter's entertaining entries. Right. Um, and they didn't fit. Right. Pr- precisely because we were starting with the long entry rather than just starting with the letters. So right. the way I found Rod Stewart and Moldwine and Aerospace Museum was based on what fit. Yeah. I think that's um, the way you got it. It's just, yeah. it, it's unbelievable how quickly the constraints add up. You can't start with the long themer and the letters that have to go underneath because you'll just never get the black squares in the in places that make sense. Yeah, totally true. And I, yeah, I think you're right. This is like a deceptively simple because it's not like it's that many letters over 40 theme letters. Like right. most of the fill is non-meta related, but right. it's, yeah, the constraints really do squeeze yeah. it. Yeah, it's only include, including the 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 synonyms for think and then the letters underneath them it's just four times three is 12 theme letters that's it it's only 12 theme letters and it's but it's so constraining because of the position and Mm -hmm. of those letters in the word and how that works um so yeah it's really it's really impressive that uh for that to come out of a, a collaborative effort and make a really a really fun clever and satisfying meta it's always fun when you have a sort of satisfying answer that ties into the title yeah, it was fun to put together. Big, yeah. Good group of folks. And um, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but there is talk of possibly another one Ooh, in the works. I, I won't guarantee anything, but there have been ideas tossed around. If anyone wants to try their hand at, a, at this type of mechanism, which I've just said now is very hard. Um, I've been sitting on a theme idea for like two years that I have never been able to do anything with precisely because it's quite hard. I feel like there should be a puzzle somewhere in the the phrase feeling under the weather i keep trying to come up with like ways to you know to have a word for a, a type of weather like rain and then underneath it a word for a feeling but it is i mean this is how i know i know from experience that this type of puzzle is very hard to construct because i have been sitting on this theme for two years and haven't been able to do anything with it so if you're listening and you were looking for a theme idea and you think you can do something with that have at it because 
I, I relinquish all claim to it. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Now I kind of want to play around with that. Go for it. I, I haven't been able to do anything with it. Okay, so I can shout out some clues in this in this puzzle that I especially liked. And I do not know, so I know there was a large clue crew on this, but I have no way of knowing looking at the grid who wrote which clue. So I'm not trying to favor any one particular person uh, or leave anybody out. All of the clues were, were very well written. I just wanted to shout out a couple that I particularly enjoyed. 32 across is Downton for one, and the answer is Abby. And as a Downton Abbey fan, I always appreciate seeing that in the grid. 42 across was number of dwarves in the French version of Snow White. And the answer was Set, S-E-P-T, uh, which that I think that's quite clever. Interesting ways to clue numbers are always fun. And also Sept is much more often clued as an abbreviation for the month September. And I think this is a more interesting angle to that. So I agree. I really like that one when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? 59 across. Um, it's not grog, but it is glug. So that word is spelled G-L-O-G-G. -G. There's an umlaut above the O. So it looks like glog to American eyes, but I think it is pronounced glug. Uh, and that was the clue for mulled wine, which was one of the theme answers, which I thought was very cute. Can you explain this to me? Because... To be completely honest, I don't really understand. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I didn't know what that was before I saw this puzzle, but I did look it up and it is a, I think it is a Swedish mulled wine mm. is the, is the idea or a, a Swedish cocktail that includes mulled wine, uh, but it is pronounced in, you know, the Scandinavian way, glug, as opposed to glog, which is what Americans think when they, when they look at it. I love how this podcast has become us trying to pronounce things and understand words in other languages. <laughs> oh, and one more clue. Uh, 50 down, Flanders and Stark of TV. And the answer was Ned's. And I just appreciate that the word, that the name Ned works for these two such different characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like how... H. John Benjamin is the voice of both Archer on Archer and also Bob Belcher on Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Uh, those are two very different characters. You wouldn't think the same voice would work for both of them, but it does. And you wouldn't think the same name would work for Ned Flanders and Ned Stark, but it does. So I appreciated being reminded of that. Can we go back to the mold wine clue for a sec? Sure. So it's not grog. So I, I didn't know what grog was either. So I just looked oh, it up. Oh, sorry. I didn't know I had to explain both of the words. <laughs> well, so I looked it up and it says grog is a distilled beverage that can make a person drunk. So technically wouldn't mold wine fall under that definition? I don't, I don't, I think, I think grog has the implication. It's like what sailors drink when they're at sea. It has an implication of not being particularly good. Like you're drinking it because you want to get really drunk, not because you want to drink nice alcohol or. Oh, okay. So, so the, there's like more subtle connotations than what Mary Webster is offering. Got it. Yeah. Um, got it, got it. Yeah, I think it's like, okay, so grog, according to this dictionary, spirits originally rum mixed with water. So rum being the oh, traditional drink of sailors. Rum? Oh. Yeah. So not, this is not a... How does that get you drunk if it's just watered down? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're, if you're at sea and you want to make the rum last, you got to... You gotta water it down. All right. Anyway, so yes. What some, else was on the agenda? Uh, this was about it. The yeah. So just 
some interesting cluing in here. And I think, yeah, it's, this is another thing I like about puzzles on Crosshair and on sort of what, what would be called indie puzzles in general, which is just puzzles that are not published in a major newspaper outlet, is the slightly different cluing angle. You don't realize how used to a particular cluing angle you get. And every newspaper has one that, you know, the, the, the cross crossword editors in the newspaper are trying to really remove any kind of individuality from the cluing of the puzzles because they want them tonally to all be very consistent. Even if the themes are different, you want to be able to recognize, oh, this is a New York Times puzzle. This is a Wall Street Journal puzzle. This is an LA Times puzzle. And you're missing out on a lot when you are are just reading the newspaper crossword clues because there's just much more interesting stuff out there in the indie crossword world. I would say another plug for indie crosswords is that, you know, sometimes you're not going to have the cleanest fill in indie crosswords, but I have found that that is usually because folks want to put in super entertaining longer answers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that comes at the cost of slapping in Eli's or, um, you know, sept or, um, you know, I don't know, East or anything like that, you, you just throw them in there and that way the solver still gets the joys of some of these like longer, more entertaining entries mm -hmm. that would have been kind of like toned down if all of the crosses had to be like 100% perfect. Yeah. I learned the other day in submitting a crossword to the LA Times, they won't let you put the word badass in a crossword. Like the LA Times one or the other? Yeah. like oh, the LA Times one. I Which I, I have that. to say doesn't particularly surprise me in hindsight, but I do sort of feel like, come on, guys, <laughs> this is not, this is a word, this word is everywhere. Like, what? Uh, apparently, Universal, The Wall Street Journal, and New York Times have no problem with the word badass. Yeah. But what you're right, it heck? has never appeared in the LA Times. What the heck? Isn't that bizarre? And there are many other entries that uh, I can't, I can't even think of good examples right now but you just see in addition to more entertaining cluing there are entries that you know a newspaper would scoff at but that is to me perfectly legitimate crossword fill that appears in indie crosswords yeah go indie crosswords so anyway yeah uh just wanted to since you, well the pandora's blocks for listeners who are not aware uh will runs the weekly Pandora's Blocks meta crossword, which is sort of weekly, averaged over the whole year, it's not weekly. But when not it's close. coming when it's coming out, it is weekly for like 15 weeks at a time. Um, right. And I um, help edit those puzzles along with uh, my co-editor, Donnie Raymond. And hopefully when that season, when season five of Pandora's Blocks starts coming out, whenever that will be, we do not have a date for it we can talk about those puzzles and the construction process and the editing process for those. And so it's, it was just nice that we had a puzzle that you had helped construct uh, a meta puzzle that hopefully a lot of our listeners are familiar with to talk about now as maybe a preview of conversations during the Pandora's block season. Yeah. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks for the, that's a good, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Should we, sign off and say where people can reach us and all things like that yeah yeah we should sign off okay 
Um, so if you want to get in touch with us about this episode, if you were one of the people who helped construct this puzzle and you want to add your experience to it or your additional memories that Will may have forgotten, uh, you can reach me at damefoxwords at gmail.com. That is D-A-M-E-F-O-X-W-O-R-D-S. And if you're trying to reach me, you can shoot me an email at pandorasblockswmc at gmail.com. That is P-A-N-D-O-R-A-S-B-L-O-C-K-S-W-M-C at gmail.com. And I will respond to you mm, in seven to ten business days. (laughs) I'm slow on the email front when I'm in between seasons, so I apologize in advance. But I will see it. But we would would love to hear from you, even if you're not one of the constructors on this puzzle. If you would like to uh, email us about anything else, we would love to hear from you. Oh, and if you'd like to sponsor an episode of Pandora's Fox. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, no, that's not the name of this podcast. Oh, that's not. Okay, sorry. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Outside the Box, you can get in touch with us. Our rates are exceedingly cheap, and we will say whatever script you give us as a sponsor. <laughs> so. Exceedingly cheap due to lack of demand. Right. And yes, mainly lack of demand. <laughs> And I am working on getting the podcast hosted in more places. Actually, that's that's not true. I was working on getting it hosted in more places. It is now hosted in many places. It is listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Podchaser, and also several other podcast apps that it gets listed in automatically once it's listed in Apple Podcast. So if it is not hosted in the place where you would like to find it, please email me and I will work on getting it hosted there. That's a lot of that. I know. That's great. All right. We're, we're really getting the word out here. Cool. Um, but we'll be back soonish with more meta crossword and fun puzzle related content. You will. I'll try to come up with another puzzle game thing for next time. If, if I find the time. Cool.